0: My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart.
1: Puts it to the top of the
0: square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Dale. Crucial centimetre
1: moments. He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Beltro spirit. Um, as I, I have a bit of the Beltro spirit. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast, the only podcast that will tank by kicking six goals in a row in a come-from-behind loss. I've
0: i have only ever tanked by dominating an entire quarter of football instead of just not doing that, which would probably be much easier. Yeah, I like, mean, why make it easy? You've got to look believable, right? I definitely remember the year Melbourne tanked. They often kicked six goals in a quarter.
1: Yeah, um, they, they were always losing by two points. <laughs> All the time. Hello, my name's Alistair, joined by Jack. We're straight into it this week. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I, look, I if, actually... a, if
1: Eagles were tanking that game, how bad are Essendon? Why,
0: why wouldn't they tank the week before against the team they're close to on the ladder? It's like, oh, it's believable if
1: they lose to North.
0: Like, if, if they lose to North, there's two games between them. Yeah. They, they tanked that one, right? And also, I love where was this conversation when North put a rolling zone in place for the last minute of the game <laughs> against West Coast? Where was the a North tanking by not trying to beat this team? Because I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, we were talking about it. We were. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't talking about them tanking. We were just very
1: confused. Really, this is the most straight into it we've ever been. We're very, uh, very vocal about yeah, tanking. Yeah, because
0: it's been all over the news, and I'm so
1: confused by it. Um, Tankhorns is convinced. Yeah, well, Hutchie threw it out there, didn't he? Hey, if they are tanking, well done. They've done a really that's, good job of hiding it. That's the best tanking yeah.
0: I've ever seen um, outside of like maybe Melbourne's whole season in twenty nineteen <laughs> um, or Collingwood's in twenty twenty. Uh, anyway,
1: yes, it it was very so strange. Hard, they sacked their coach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And list manager.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that one was that one was needed. That
0: was. For um, sure. Was it though? Because all this those, those kind of worked out. Stevenson kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, Grundy... um, They got rid of Grundy after, but Mm. he signed him to the big deal, so... Yeah, he did. Yeah, maybe you're right.
0: um, Ned Guy, Redemption Arc. Uh, not happening. My one vote this week was to Asava Radigalea. I thought you might. I tossed and turned Radagalia and uh, Stuart. I remember Stuart's first half being not as good as his second, so I went with Asava. Uh, I know he was playing on Lord, which wasn't the hardest role he's had all year, but he plastered the kid... Uh, I thought it was a good tryout game for Port. I like reading the uh, the coaches' votes this week because only one of them gave him four. I like to believe it was Ken to just like try and try and lure him over. Surely it would be the other way. Chris Scott gives him four so that Ken goes, oh. <laughs> Maybe. Chris Scott rates um, him. On, on that game, I dare say he would be selected ahead of Tom Jonas pretty comfortably, uh, if that's anything to go by. Uh, he starts away. to reflect the damage, but he was really good defensively, but he had eight marks. Five intercepts, nine disposals at 100%. Again, he's done that a few times this year, which is crazy considering how his kicking used to be. Mm. Uh, And two score involvements out of nine disposals, which is actually a pretty decent effort. It's actually the Um, same amount of score
1: involvements he used to have as a forward. It is. Yeah, probably more. Um, (laughs) Anyway,
0: yeah, I really liked his game. His positioning was really good again, and I think it's proven that what we talked about earlier in the year, when they don't have a full back line, he slots in fine. When they do, he doesn't. So with Henry injured and Hawkins maybe not back this week, he'll definitely play again. So... Um,
1: yeah, that's my one. Good for him, bad for Port. Um, my one vote is to uh, the best defender in the in the competition, James Borlase. James
0: Borlase. he's got my three this week. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: what a, what a great it's the best. Voting bit we it's did. the
1: best KPD debut in a long time, if not ever.
0: Yeah, he was really really good. Um, yeah, uh, I put James, quote unquote, brickshit house Borlace. He uh, big. He's a big lad. We, we kind of foreshadowed this one last week accidentally by putting him as the picture on the podcast banner <laughs> with the best defender in the competition. Look
1: at his, look at his fucking heat map. That it's, is a wall.
0: It's, yeah, I know. And 18 disposals at 100% on debut. Yeah. Eight intercepts. Matched someone the size of Casbolt for strength and smashed him for speed. I
1: mean, Casbolt kicked two in the end, I think. I think but so. he's been doing that all year. So
0: Nine marks, three intercepts, eight spoils, won five out of six contested defensive one-on-ones against a very hard person to beat one-on-one. Seven pressure acts, four score involvements, and three score launches as well. Uh, awesome debut game. Hmm. Really liked it. Um, yeah, okay. James Borlaze. which is, I think, how you pronounce it, and I could be wrong. Oh,
1: we could be ball lazy.
0: That sounds wrong. I feel like it's got to be Borlaise. No, is um, fun. His, uh, yeah, he's, oh, we already talked about the pedigree, um, but he couldn't be... There was a weird loophole I learned about. He couldn't be drafted as a father-son because he was born in Egypt. What? So, he couldn't be drafted as a father-son because he was born in Egypt, and I don't know why that's the rule. You're telling me right now. That if Sam Doherty moves to London <laughs> and has a baby there, they can't be drafted by Carlton father-son. That's father so son.
1: stupid.
0: That's what I read. I could be wrong, but anyway, I know he was born in Egypt. That is correct. Um, but that's why he's not playing for Port.
1: Rip. he's playing for Adelaide instead? Rip. Yeah.
0: Rip. Um, yeah, there was like a begrudging his dad's very happy for him despite the fact he's playing for Adelaide article released. Um anyway, my two this week. Yeah, sweet, I don't have to say anymore. Was two. Callum Wilkie. Oh same. Um <laughs> fair to say he won the battle alongside battle, battle um against Kurno. I mean it's uh, not but, often
1: that like, you two team a player and lose, right?
0: Yeah. Uh but that, they did a really good job. Um will kicked the one goal, just kept your streak alive. But yeah. He had six spoils, won all four one on ones he had with Kerno. Mm-hmm. Nine pressure acts and four tackles, but along with that, twenty three disposals, six rebounds, six intercepts. Oh, sorry, eight intercepts, uh, and four hundred and thirty eight meters gained. Yeah, uh, it was a good game from a good player.
1: And in spite of all that, Kerno actually still did have a pretty good influence on that game, especially first quarter. Um,
0: he forced Kerno up the ground a lot.
1: Um, but it's it was very. It's an interesting tactic from Ross Lyon. You got two goals down. Mm. There's two minutes, three minutes to go. And you're still double-teaming him.
0: Are they tanking? Maybe they are. I don't think so. Ross is very upset (laughs) the (laughs) that.
1: Well, he didn't blame the back half. He only blamed the midfield. But I feel like he could have supported them by bringing someone up to the contest No votes, Nick Newman. I don't know. Ah, He's a master coach, isn't
0: he? uh, It's your three, because I've done one. It was Boles.
1: Oh, yeah. My three is uh, also from the Adelaide game. I didn't think I would pick two from this, but it's Mitch Hinge.
0: He was really, really good. I... Just he's in my special mention. I here, I couldn't
1: give Borlais a vote without giving Hinge votes as well. That's fair. That I, would get, be really I totally mean. get that
0: because Hinge was really good. Um, I just thought they played such a different role. That was why I got Borlais in there. But yes, Hinge played a great game again. He's having a kind of a a renaissance,
1: renaissance of, oh, <laughs> of sorts.
0: Um, like I feel like when people saw him get delisted originally, he, that was just probably going to be career over. But his season's been really good. He showed some signs last year, but since Adelaide's backline's fallen to pieces injury wise. He's
1: filled that hole and slotted in. Um, um, so I'll give some stats for him: thirty-one disposals, seven marks, uh, fourteen intercepts, uh, only one contested mark. Oh. I didn't look at that. Twelve pressure acts, four hundred and fifty-one meters gained, six rebound fifties, four one percenters. Just good across the board. Um, again. Yeah, he's been he's been very good for them, um, and especially for anyone who picked him up in fantasy. Not me. No, not
0: me. Um, Speaking of people, I wish I'd picked up in fantasy, and I feel like our four and five are probably going to be the same this uh, week. Our four
1: and five are the same this uh, week. But Nick, Nicholas Newman. Nicholas Newman. Uh,
0: making a late charge for Ni- the small Australian spot. Nicholas No-Votes Newman. <laughs> No-Votes Newman. <laughs> um, 35 disposals at 89, 10 intercepts, 10 contested disposals, 6 rebounds 50, 17 pressure acts, and 3 spoils. 623 metres gained, just to, I think that was the second highest of the round. Mm-hmm. Um, highest was Tom Stewart with 700 odd. Yeah. Um, it was a high-pressure game that he played that made St Kilda panic a lot when going forward. Uh, and it's another one of those players that he's hit 30 years of age and he's never been in better form in his life. Yeah. Um, he's I've... in career-best
1: form by a mile. At the start of this season, if you said they were going to give Nick Newman a two-year contract, I would have said, nah, probably just give him the one, but I'd give him three, man. Uh, he's, been, <laughs> he's been a rock,
0: especially you know, as this Carlton resurgence yeah. has come forward. He's been one of the main drivers of it. Mm. Um, in two games that were must-win in the last two weeks, He's been Carlton's best player. Yep. Um, I know Kerno kicked six last week, but I still think that Newman was the catalyst. Yep. Um, and again, this week he was just a force. Uh, he, his ability to both pressure players and bring the ball back out, you know, in a decisive way has been huge.
1: And then and rub the opponent's face in it too. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: he's, he's, he really is a little prick and I love it. Um.
1: Yeah, I'm sure every other football team hates it. It's just like I used to hate watching Valentine play against mm. my club. But I'm sure Fremantle fans and I know for a fact they loved him. So Absolutely
0: Um The Five Votes is
1: a very obvious one this week, isn't it? James Sicily. Oh, I gave mine to Tom Stewart. Oh yeah. No, I gave it to James Sicily. <laughs> um,
0: thirty-seven at ninety percent, four rebounds, eleven intercepts, eight contested, nineteen marks, just a casual nineteen. I remember he
1: was, he was, I was like, that's his eighteenth mark, and then I was like surely, surely Stop him from getting 19, Collingwood, no. Five score involvements and three
0: goal assists without any disposals inside the forward 50. Uh, 515 metres gained. He was best on ground by so far. And you wonder, I heard McCray on radio saying that they tried to send someone to Sicily. They didn't, because he was alone all day. He got parts, to the point where he had he just didn't have to defend anymore. There were parts of that game where Hawthorne's younger players were just outside the 50 mark, not knowing what to do with it. And Sicily was just sitting 10 metres off the back of them, and they give the ball off to him, and he find a target inside 50. And yep. that's you know where those three goals. This came from. What were Collingwood thinking with that? It was bizarre. Especially um, I, at
1: halftime, I don't know how they don't go, all right, they've got two keys and one of them is really young. Why don't we send uh, Jeremy Howe to him? It's
0: It screamed of a team that didn't know what to do once they'd gotten to the hole they were in. Um, really enjoyed Mick Mouldhouse on the radio at, the, at quarter time, <laughs> being like, and, you know, Hawthorne really have to try and hold on here because, you know, it's going to be hard to contain Collingwood, and they just monstered them all game. Collingwood kicked a couple of goals
1: in patches. What's the score? What was the final margin? Like 50 points or something? It wasn't quite. I think it was 30 odd. Um,
0: nah. I'll double check it here. That I'm saying right. it
1: was 55 points. 55 points.
0: Way. Um, it was 32. There you go. <laughs> um, but and Hawthorne became only the fifth time this year a team has kicked six straight against Collingwood and they did it twice in the same game. Yep. Um, they utterly dismantled their game plan. McGuinness had destroyed Dacos before he got injured. He had five disposals for the game. Two of those were from free kicks. One of them was a kick in. Uh, One of the free kicks was kind of gifted to him because it was a, I think it was a delivery out of bounds. Yeah. He got got the goal from it. So without that, his game would have been two touches or three, if we count the one free kick he got
1: for himself. And and not to diminish his injury because poor kid's got a broken Mm. ass knee. Um, do you see Hollywood fans saying, oh, well, he had bone bruising going into the game? And then McRae so today. Did you was see McRae today came out? What do you say? First I've heard of it. Oh, boy. Yeah. So clearly okay. totally he didn't have
0: bone bruising going into the game. Oh, yeah. Um, or if he did, well, either way, someone's talking shit, yeah. basically. Um, I'll roll through my special mentions real quick. Uh, Tom Stewart, was Stewart a obviously. Mention. Mac Andrew, I thought, was really oh, good. Oh, yeah, he was good. Um, That's two weeks in a row. He's just missed out for me. Yeah. Uh, Liam Duggan was really good for West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having a really good season in a. Really struggling team. Jake Lloyd back to almost his best.
1: Harris Andrews was good. Uh,
0: Weedering and Andrews and the other two.
1: Um, um, Liam Jones gets a special mention for me for being really good. Spoiling um, it to advi- to disadvantage.
0: Isn't it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> if they lost that game, uh, can, it would be a have, special uh, dishonorable mention.
0: Can you have a spoiled clanger? Because I think he had a few of those. Yeah, like that was a stat you could record. He
1: spoiled it directly to a Richmond player who handballed it to his opponent who kicked the yeah. goal.
0: The Sav spoils but yeah. this year I was referring to them as yeah. radically into the corridor. Yeah.
1: Like um, and there's not much else he could have done to influence that contest. So, hey, maybe I'm being harsh. He played a good
0: game. He did play a good game, but um, I thought the coach's votes were interesting considering how little Richmond even got him in there. Yeah. He was good. He was still good. Um, in the weirdest of coincidences, St Kilda have just been following the exact blueprint of last year. This mm. weekend, uh, in 2022, the same point of the game, with actually 20 won. games played. They actually
1: played, won this game last year and resigned their coach, so... No, not this game.
0: This game last year, they were 11-9, having lost to the team with the largest winning streak in the AFL, which was losing to Geelong last year, losing to Carlton this year. Didn't win a game for the rest of the year last year. Um, They can't finish with the same result as last year because... There's an extra game. There's an extra game. So either they will have a slightly better record than last season or a slightly Slightly worse one. I I don't know. The only game I have it going either way is the Richmond game for them.
1: Yeah, but they're playing at Marvel, so it should be in St Kilda's favour. So they
0: should win that? Um, But there's every chance they lose the next three. So uh, they've Mm. found themselves in a bit of a hole now that they've lost this weekend because they're they're right back in the pack uh, with probably the most difficult fixture, I think, of those teams in the pack to come other than maybe Geelong um, who have them, Collingwood and the Bulldogs. But we'll see how they go because it wasn't too long ago that Ross was uh, very bullish and now we've got very, very cranky.
1: He changes his mind every week. He does. Last week he said, don't believe the narrative. This week he says they have the worst midfield in the league. Mm. Two weeks before that he said the season was falling apart. I like. I mean,
0: in fairness, maybe Ross, like us, didn't see Hunter Clark's 20 disposals at
1: all. because. Um, <laughs> like, no, I, I certainly didn't see them. Um, and uh, according to St Kilda fans online, they didn't, they didn't they, they're not a big fan of Hunter Clark. So. Um, I feel
0: like, speaking of big things being overplayed, I feel like the media is overplaying and Collingwood is underplaying the Issues at the club right now, mm. like I think it's not as bad as the media is making it out to be. I think it's a, it's a, they've had a few, they've said three games against really good teams. Um, and they've had no Oliver, or not Hawthorne, I before that, three games against good teams. Two of those, one of those, you is mean yours? Melbourne
1: or Collingwood? Collingwood, okay, no Oliver.
0: I said, no, I said, Melbourne have had no Oliver fits. Okay. like Dacos isn't the be all and end all of that team, no. they'll be fine, they just need to get that mix right. If anything, Dacos leaving means that Mitchell can play a proper inside mid role yeah, again.
1: Mitchell like or Adams to. into the middle and, and when Dacos comes back, shelter him off half-back Pretty so he half-back doesn't have to again, go into contests worked. like that again. Like,
0: the, like some players are meant to play that role mm. and he played that role really well and it complimented Collingwood's football. Him playing an inside role because I, I get you want your stars in the middle, but it hasn't been working. The last few weeks they haven't looked as good. His effect hasn't been as high.
1: I think this year we've, and I mean, was a bit better on the contested side, but this year we've really found out that if you just put your silkiest player at halfback, they can really damage a game. Yep. And this week, totally unexpected, Zach Fisher did it for Carlton. Zach, Zach
0: Fisher did it really well. well yeah, no um, one saw that coming, to the just playing that, that exact same role.
1: To the extent that my dad,
0: um, if you're listening, I know you're a Zach Fisher fan, and a lot of Carlton fans at Alistair's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not not a Zach Fisher fan. You know, you're fan. not, 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 not. Um, I cannot. He messaged me earlier during that game and he said, Is he pound for pound the best player in the AFL? And I was like, No, probably not. Like, I
1: mean, he weighs 30 kilos, so mm, maybe pound for but pound. But by weight, yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> um, I like Zach Fisher. Uh, for Carlton's sake, I hope West Coast trade a lot for him.
1: They won't. I don't think they won't. I don't think they won't. They don't need, they've got Jaden Hunt off halfback. I, th-
0: I think Zach Fisher's best is really, really good. Uh,
1: At his best, he was a two goal, five tackle small forward. Yeah. Um, but. He doesn't. He, no one he, knows if he wants to be a midfielder or a if halfback If you took his stats
0: out. for last year and cut them in half, for half the year he was an elite mm-hmm. mid-forward, and for the other half of the year he was a below-average mid-forward. Uh,
1: uh, what's below-average? What's below-below-average?
0: Uh mid-forward. <laughs> um, also, back on the Dacos thing. Mm. I, I feel for Dacos, I do. Um, at this time of year, it would be an awful time to get an injury as a person who clearly loves football mm. as much as he does. He's 19. But the carry-on from Collingwood fans about other clubs, people taking joy in his injuries. It's like weird to me because, like, it's not career-ending. He's not dead. He's just signed for what is reported to be a million
1: dollars a year until the end of that the decade. That could never play a game of AFL footy and he's set for life. it might
0: be a bit enough and in bad taste, but you think they were committing hate crimes? They're just happy that Collingwood are disadvantaged. Like, the rest of the comp has been
1: all year by injuries. Do you think Collingwood fans were laughing and hooting and hollering when they saw, uh, you know, Blitzarvers do a, a hammy? Like... What did he do with his calf? I don't remember what he did. Hammy. Hammy. Yeah. Um, oh, all, and also all, all the, the, the
0: vitriol online about them wanting Henry killed before the Collingwood-Geelong game earlier this year. Mm. Um, like, it's just very funny to me. Um, Port, prison bar clubs, let's jump across, black and white. Port really need to win this week.
1: They're not in a good spot.
0: Um, their past four losses are, I would argue, forgivable because showdowns are unpredictable. Carlton and Collingwood are the two probably premiership favourites outside of Melbourne. Melbourne the moment. It would be, (laughs) if I was put in order, it's probably Melbourne, Collingwood, Brisbane, Carlton. Yeah, that's
1: how the odds have it at the moment, I think. There you go.
0: That's two of the favourites. And then Geelong and Geelong, you get that, right? All those losses are understandable. If they lose to GWS at home, it's panic stations now.
1: If I was Josh Carr and I'm coaching that side, (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting all the pressure on this week.
0: Have you ever seen a coach do an interview mid-quarter?
1: No. Oh, well, once today. Yeah, no, not today. This that week. was that was really weird. Um, it was nightmare scenarios for Hinckley. Um, obviously there was the concussion stuff last week, and him coming out and saying everything's fine and above board, and they back their doctor no matter what. To being shut down by the AFL and losing two of their best, not well, one of their best players, and another mm. really important player for. A crucial clash in Geelong, mm-hmm. uh, and then to be giving an interview mid-quarter when he's supposed to be coaching. And then post-game, uh, post-game hanging s- out with Dangerfield. And patting him on the back instead of going to his place. Very strange stuff. Uh, if, I like, understand I, For a anger. long
0: time, I've watched Port fans' hatred of Hinkley, and I've been like, he's doing a pretty good job. But
1: after that game, I got... No, I think just this year in Geelong. I got
0: all of it. Like, it, like, it was very odd. I, think, I
1: Look, I have opinions about boundary-side coaching, but... Um, I think you have to do a mix, um, but this year, watching Hinkley on the sidelines when they were winning was great, cause getting around players and giving them high fives and stuff, but g- it genuinely looks like he's not coaching. It does. It, it, again, he didn't interview while the footy was on. You see Michael Voss there, he's got his booklet, he's scribbling, he's yelling at players. Hinkley's just sitting there. He's drinking his Pepsi Max and having a good time.
0: Maybe that's it, so... So, like, so we're Alistair Pepsi Max...
1: Clarkson's, like... We're,
0: we're Pepsi Max, people. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking one right now. V- Vossi's a full Coke man. Like, he's full sugar coach. Sh- Ooh. <laughs> what? Yeah,
1: oh,
0: he's, a, he's a, a... And, like, maybe that's the way. You've got to be really, like... you got to be wired. Nah. Uh, he smashes a few of those. That's too much sugar. Ratten used to be, like, a dare iced coffee man. That,
1: that was weird. weird. That was the weirdest one. I remember the highlight of him sitting in the box, <laughs> and there's, like, an unopened two-litre dare on the side of the thing. I'm like... No one should drink that.
0: <laughs> Stuart, G used to like down a whole box of like party mix. That was his one. Nothing's been better than the Bomber Thompson sandwich when Geelong was like 100 points up against West Coast. No, why not? And just like not watching, it, just like eating it. I mean, that's not pinkly sandwich.
1: when they're 10 goals down. But yeah, you're right. Um,
0: <laughs> in fairness, they've only been once this year.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a really weird situation. I understand their ire, their anger. Yeah, um, I- yeah, it's not a good look, but hey, if they turn it around, does it matter?
0: It's crazy how his season has gone from that footage of him with Horn Francis earlier yeah. in the year, which was like one of the that's... the best moments I've seen on a footy field this year. Like in the pouring rain, he's took taken the young kid aside who was under a lot of pressure. And then he's come out and had a great last quarter after it. That was awesome. I love seeing that. The downfall from that has been
1: insane. And I think that's what I mean when I'm like at his best, him being there and getting around the players is important. Like that moment. He's in been voted
0: several times the hardest coach to coach against by his peers. Like <laughs> which
1: is so strange. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I really can't get a vibe on Hinkley and I would love there to be someone like a, like a snitch or a whistleblower, someone to just tell us what the fuck is going on there. It's, it's odd. Um. Someone's like, yeah, Ken's got pictures of Koshi <laughs> fucking in blackface and <laughs> he well, I mean, them if he
0: gets fired. He would say it's just woke nonsense, <laughs> um, as we know, um. So we've got a big game now this week. I think four weeks ago, there was probably very little interest in Geelong-Collingwood.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then
0: now the combined forms of each team swapping pretty severely. Geelong
1: Uh, three in the fucking SEN power rankings or something, um, man. Those power (laughs) rankings.
0: Geelong, (laughs) no, they're like fifth, I think, or sixth even. They beat the team that was well above them in the Mm. power rankings, and they don't go anywhere. But the Bulldogs beat Richmond, who were like 11th before that game, and dropped Martin and Cochin. But the Bulldogs jumped two spots. Both beat
1: Collingwood and stayed in the same spot.
0: Yeah. Melbourne struggled against North and jumped two teams to go to first. Brisbane had a really tough away win against a Fremantle team that looked pretty good for the last three weeks. Stats don't lie, man. They dropped a spot. Um, I wish I could comprehend it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It, anyway,
1: uh, Geelong, Collingwood Geelongingwood
0: Yeah, well, that's all I was going to say It's good that it's um, and It was almost sold out I think two weeks ago When the tickets went on sale But it, it's sold out already now um, We've been
1: playing MCG, Marvel MCG, yeah Oh, nice So
0: that's another Yeah, Collingwood not playing at Marvel This time apparently yeah, weird. Despite like, doing that in Brisbane later Imagine being like this team Can't win at the MCG Let's not play them there like you could so, If you're Collingwood, sell any other MCG <laughs> game other than the one against the team that has like a genuine pathological issue Hawthorne. with playing there. Maybe they should
1: have. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many interesting games. Obviously, uh, GWS Port is huge. Massive
0: now. Um, shapes
1: the top four, shapes the top eight.
0: Absolutely. Um, Carlton Melbourne is massive. Yeah. Again, top four, top eight. Everything yeah, it's crazy.
1: on that game. the um, uh, North, huge. Sydney Gold Coast. Are you playing this week?
0: Sydney Gold Coast is still... Like, a, that's Sydney's season um, yep. on the line against Gold Coast, who this year have fired up when you when they shouldn't. Like, every time they should win... Well, Gold Coast are out, They don't. Well, that's right. what I mean. That's why they'll probably beat Sydney. Uh, it, it annoys me. That's been their season. Um, Brisbane, you gonna, Adelaide... They're
1: going to finish in the exact same spot with an interim coach. Brisbane,
0: Adelaide is massive. Brisbane win that, they're close to locking in top two. And Adelaide are done. Adelaide win that, they... Well, Adelaide, I think Adelaide lose that, they can still make finals. Based on the draw of other teams.
1: That's true, that is true. Um,
0: we love a derby. Uh, the one yeah, earlier this year was surprisingly good.
1: I would assume if Adelaide are still in contention, that means that their spot is the one that Geelong are likely to steal.
0: Yeah. Um, St Kilda, Richmond oh, have been good games the last two or three years uh, for some reason.
1: It's at Marvel, though, so I wouldn't expect much from Richmond. Yeah,
0: I'm expecting St Kilda to win that. But the Richmond ghost will of should have. Martin, Grimes, and Koch back. <laughs> Uh, and then Hawthorne Bulldogs. I mean, Hawthorne are serving up some great footy at the moment, and that's in Launceston. So who knows what could happen there. Sicily loves the Launceston game. so he oh, He's just nuts. not playing anywhere.
1: Um, as, long as, not, as long as he's not suspended, Hawthorne will do it, right?
0: That seems to be the way. Uh, so on, on request, because you sent out the uh, the request earlier, and I've gone with different to stats our number to exactly what they were asked for. Um, oh, might take offence to that. <laughs> um, so Ruck Round... Ruck defense stats. I just, want to, I
1: just want to say this is not an official AFL thing. It's just Fox Footy a It's it really was weird. ruck round. Yeah,
0: some teams are like it's retro round, and Fox Footy's like ruck round.
1: Ruck round.
0: Mason Cox in <laughs> you know, all the promos gets dropped. <laughs> um, I saw some Collingwood fans laughing about like how they were confused, like they didn't know whether it was retro round or ruck round, and then they didn't show up with retro jumpers or a ruck, um, so they just didn't know what to do this week. Darcy Cameron, um, mm-hmm. who is he? They did. I think that was a joke about Mason Cox <laughs> being dropped. Um, he got dropped because he got made. Look silly by Nick Newman. That's just it. Your career's over. Mason. Nicholas Newman's ending. two-year two contract at, like, 31.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we were just praising Nick Newman for getting a two-year contract at 30, so. Yeah,
0: but Nick Newman having career best year, Mason Cox arguably having career worst year. Yeah. Um, Ruck round. Most spoils this season. You're going to hear some very similar names over and over again in this list.
1: I'm predicting it's mostly going to be Tim English and Ron Marshall.
0: He's in a few of them, Royal Marshall. English is in all of them, I think, yeah. uh, except for one. So, most spoils this year, O'Brien with 60.
1: Yeah, he's always around.
0: English with 55. Goldstein, 54. Oh,
1: that tells us how old he is.
0: Intercepts, not intercept marks, because we decided that was like only like 40 was the most of yeah. Ruck had. I mean intercepts in general. English, 87, mm-hmm. which is pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Marshall, 74. O'Brien, 62. Yeah. Contested defensive one-on-ones. for so Rucks, we've had 10 or more defensive one-on-ones this Interesting. year. Interesting. Oscar McInerney hasn't lost one.
1: Oof, Brody Grundy hasn't lost one. Maybe they should put him in defence. Big Bad Bailey Williams
0: is the next best with an 8% record. You hear that, West Coast fans? Yeah, it's we love, got off we love Big Bad Bailey Williams. Um, also, that was the funniest. <laughs> that took them two hours <laughs> to decide that's not a suspension, which anyone could have decided from just looking at it.
1: Yeah. One. They should have sent that Redman to the was, and he goes, mm, umpire's cool. Redman was fine. Like, he, he just kind of... Got a little clip to the chin by accident and got up and took his free kick. My opinion is if you have long hair and you're in a contest like that and it doesn't fall out of your bun, play on.
0: Yeah, so when the headband came off early this year, that's why it's two weeks. Yeah. When, when Asia's headband goes yeah. into the distance. He needs
1: to tie his ponytail a little less yeah. tight.
0: <laughs> Redman, wear scrunchies instead of hair tight. <laughs> um, and then 1%ers was the last one I did. Uh, Tim English again,
1: 88. Yeah.
0: O'Brien, 74, and OMAC, 67. So OMAC for the big, like, contested defensive one-on-ones, one-percenters, he's up there.
1: Yeah, so I had a look at a few of the most recent stats. Uh, Tim English, Max Gorn, uh, Riley O'Brien were just Um, crushing it. Um, Ron Marshall has been better over the past two years. And you said my favourite footballer. Jonathan Segler has the most on average this year. um, I hate that so much. For contest, uh, sorry, for intercept intercept marks. marks. Um, And contested marks in general from a Ruckman we can't really split contested marks into defensive. Yeah, you, um, like, so you take a contested mark up forward. It's Corey like, McKernan, um, but... Luke Jackson had a few this year for, like, for AFL players because he's a forward ruck. He's a forward like, ruck. Yeah. Um, so that one's yeah. hard to split, Um. It was like how I saw that,
0: like fourth or 1% was blickstaffs, and I was like, yeah, but there's a reason for that, isn't there? It's well,
1: cause... I wonder... Oh, man, I should have looked at the specific stats for fucking... um. What's his name? Big Hawthorne Fucker. Big yeah. Hawthorne
0: Fucker? Lloyd Meek?
1: No, no. Big Boy McAvoy, who oh, went Boy back McAvoy. for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, that would have been good.
1: Yeah, remember that game? He w- was so defensively yeah, wait, good I, that he had no disposals, but headline, also his opponent didn't?
0: That I mean, that's the ultimate <laughs> defensive game. That's like a Prestige Okomo game. <laughs> um, I, had, I had it suggested um, the other day uh, by the other number one listener. They're tied. Uh, Seb, that we have a Prestige Okomo award at the end of the year for like the defender with like the least stats, but also the best defensive record, like the most, like a balance, like a one on one. Yeah, like one on one spoils and like. Oh, that's really interesting. On I wonder who that would be. With the Jack least Pan. stats, oh, Collins this year have because ballard has been mm. taking a lot of his intercepts. Um, Payne to be right up Buckley. Dylan Buckley yeah. a bigger one.
1: Dylan. Dylan Jack Buckley. Sorry, Jack Buck- Dylan, Dylan Buckley Buckley's not winning an award.
0: No. Like that'd be that'd be. I'd like to see that. Maybe
1: the most annoying podcast. <laughs> that No, that's to Tom Papley now. Yeah, 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 Tom Papley's
0: gambling podcast where they make jokes about uh, make sure you gamble responsibly by scouring all the betting companies to make sure you can get all the promos you can. Yeah. And Sydney's like, we we, we oppose gambling. This man's in our leadership group, but
1: weird I don't stuff, think they man. would appreciate the promo. Oh, was it their promo or was that just part of the news article, the bit about Blakey ripping bongs? That was just part of the news article. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, that was someone criticising them for it. Um, Blakey sounding less like a talented young footballer and more like an 18-year-old who responds in a 7-Eleven parking lot, which did make me laugh. Um, but, yeah, like, also that's another one. Like, if you're Blakey and you're an up-and-coming future leader of a club that is has taken an inherently anti-gambling stance, do you go on your dickhead teammate's gambling podcast? Yes. I guess you do. If
1: I guess he's done. He's in the leadership group, mate. You can't
0: um, say no. Gambling is so inherent in football now. Like, it's so hard to... Um, separate the two like i heard i heard um will Scofield talking the other day that they went that the backchat team went to the doubleheader rugby games at perth on the weekend because they got tickets from a gambling company Mm -hmm. um it's just it's so hard to separate them at the moment i I feel like it just like legislation is the only way to fix it currently because it's such a saturation we've got more gambling ads than anywhere in the world
1: i hate it when they play the same two in a row and especially, I hate that. Is it, is it points bet or sports bet where they're doing the stats? I'm like, you don't fucking do the stats. It's,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, I do the stats. <laughs> <laughs> so just give it to him. I'm like, absolutely not how we do it. Yeah.
1: Or the other way around. We're looking for an excuse not to give mm-hmm. you a stat because most of the stats... Those motherfuckers are like, hmm, nah, that's not really a tackle. Yeah. Minus You're, three fantasy points. You know, and I'm like, see, no!
0: see someone do a handball that the umpire called a handball and we have to begrudgingly give it one. <laughs> um, like Ollie Hollands would have got a handball all the week. I guarantee the champion data team give the handball. We're like... Handball tackled
1: by... In slow motion, maybe a handball. I think it might have uh, been a handball. Uh, More than
0: Connor Rosie's was, that's for sure. <laughs> of course you would um, think that. <laughs> Well, I mean, after the melt, Ken Hinckley went to the Umpires Association about it. And I don't know, man, maybe if your team has had an inherent issue this year with being the worst team for free kicks against. They've got like a 60-something freeze-against record.
1: who play footy like that.
0: If you play chaos football, sides. you have freeze-against.
1: Yeah, Richmond, Collingwood.
0: Back in the day when there was a separation of style, Richmond and the Bulldogs used to have way more freeze against and Geelong and West Coast used to have way more freeze for and it's because of the way you play football. Mm -hmm. If you play a more outside running protected game you're going to have more freeze fought because teams have to give infringements in marking contests and they're trying to run down your players and they get pushed in the backs. If you're crashing headfirst into packs, you're going to give away high tackles and legging freeze. Or if you're Jason Horn francis and you want to dive on a man's back and then shove his head into the floor, you're probably going to have a free and 50 paid against you. He
1: looked like he was going to cry. It was so funny.
0: I would love to understand what the rules are. And I'm not the first person to say this 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 year, so it's probably just going to sound cliche at this point. Someone had a free kick paid against them on the weekend, again, much like earlier in the year when Wilkie had it happen, for pointing at the scoreboard. Hmm. Connor Rosie yelled at an umpire for a minute straight and did not have a 50 paid uh, against him. Uh, what is to send now? Because I feel like pointing at the scoreboard, totally fair. Yelling at an umpire, what the rule was brought in for. I actually think pointing at the screen's fine. That's fine. It's like, That's hey, I disagree with right? your
1: decision. If you look up there, yeah. you might see it differently. The a
0: gentleman, Scott Penderbury, walk up to the umpire. Or well, he can say and, anything. And he he could him.
1: walk up to an umpire and call him a fucking you, flea. You do get a, um, you get a
0: discount for being a, an all-time great, don't you? Because I remember Gary yeah. Ablett some have.
1: Because I don't feel like Dangerfield or. Yeah, Hawkins or, definitely doesn't. Yeah, I don't feel like um, some, play- some players Some players do. don't, yeah. But, uh, I would never see, and I haven't seen it ever, Travis Boak, who is a legend, go up and talk to an umpire no, like that. No, and if he did, he'd get 50 against him. Um, but the
0: one, it's... Penderbury and Ablett used to get it as well. when Descent didn't used to exist, but mm. Ablett used to be the little like the most annoying little prick to umpires, and they used to treat him with the most love.
1: Do you remember when, um... Oh. That's where the trick is. I Jake mean, Lever, when he fucking threw a tantrum and was bouncing around and he threw the ball at the ground they didn't pay anything. I do recall that. Um,
0: I mean, I, I saw a few tweets on the weekend. And I agreed with them at first. That were saying um, when the new, they were saying we're going to be harder on the back to the nine rule, which they were. I saw a few paid players few. On doing it. Um, and they said, How many are you going to be paid against Richmond? Well, the ball, I feel it like wasn't down there enough. <laughs> I, had, I
1: did say to the group, it, I said, Our bet's on. I their, reckon they'll get five again. Their against. forwards
0: didn't have to be back to the nine often because they only kicked, I think, eight points or something for the game. That first 15 minutes was brutal. It was awful. Um, I was at the sports bar watching it uh, and it was just, it was bad. Um, was it Richmond bad or Bulldogs good? I don't know. A bit of both. Uh, Jamara. I mean, four. I mean,
1: Bont just goes crazy. Jamara right? kicked but, straight. That helped. Kicked
0: four goals in the first. That's
1: true. That's true. Um,
0: Bontempelli is a freak, and he, regardless of you know where it sits with the votes at the end of the year, he deserves to win the Brownlow. I think he has been the best player in the competition this year by a fair stretch. I agree. Um, we'll probably see him or Petrarca win the coaches award. I, I don't care who wins it. I think Bontempi is best player in the comp. Uh, Bontempelli is now favourite for the brown line. I think a few predictors have him third or fourth at the moment.
1: Yeah, but he's got three games to go.
0: I think it will be really interesting to see where Toronto ends up in yeah, the brown line because yeah, well, not even that. How much will the, the umpires rate his games where he had disposals but not impact, and how much will they rate the games where he, he had, had three impact but not disposals? Mm. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see how that works out. But it's it's down to. Really, it seems like it's down to those three. It feels like it's Toronto, Butters, and Petrarca. I think Dacos oh, sorry, has a shot. Oh, sorry,
1: Because Dacos is going to get ones and twos in games where he, he barely is. barely because had the, an impact. Because of
0: the Dacos effect. yes yeah,
1: and there's no problem with that. That um, happens every year with so many I players. Mean,
0: look, at, at the start of the season...
1: And it uh, also happens in reverse. There'll be games where he's best on ground and probably won't get three. Tom Atkins didn't get a single vote last year. And that is
0: fucked. Uh, so sometimes uh, umpires just do or don't give players votes... And I feel so like they were split reasons. those very
1: obviously between the big Geelong players. Yeah, um,
0: oh, there, there were games like that that Richmond classic last year, which is I think still stands up as one of the best games of football I've ever seen. Tom
1: Stewart get votes? Um,
0: he was Atkins was best on ground that game by so far. Him and Baker, right? The two yeah. unexpected lights for those two teams. Baker was so
1: good. Were the best
0: players on the ground that game. And no, Tom Stewart didn't get votes despite being close to best on ground. I remember being like the umpires have clearly given him a um, a naughty boy, yeah, like no votes because I feel like they were the three. Um, And I think only of those three Baker got votes. So... And a loss. um, Umpires are weird, I think is the answer. Umpires are weird. Mm. Um, So I I don't know. I think Dacos will get votes because he does pretty football well. Mm. And that's why Penderbury has, or will at the end of this season, probably have the second most votes of all time. I think he's behind... No, third most, but he's the most. he'll be the most without a Brownlow. I can
1: also say the same about Bont, though. Like, he will get votes just for the moments where he'll have a five-minute patch where he'll take a mark inside 50 and either kick a goal or set one up, and they'll go, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it, that's a will be interesting to see with Baker again. Will he get votes for that game against Hawthorne where he kicked that goal
1: to win them oh, the game? Oh, maybe. So he had a
0: good without them great game, yeah. but then won them the game. At the end, um, if you can hear some crinkling in the background. Our cat is going feral from paper on the floor. No, just it's out the, of nowhere. It's the
1: fucking tag from the coffee oh, bag. Is it a coffee tag? Okay. Yeah, he's a f- an idiot. Yeah, he lost plastic. He's really about <laughs> macro plastics. He loves plastic and paper from Japan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I are uh, his he's two favourites. Uh, and feet. He's a bougie cat. Um, he's, a, he's. um... Anyway, that's. We're all sorted. I fixed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I killed him! <laughs>
0: He's gone. Um <laughs> anything else to talk about? No. I don't Next think round so. looks good. A, a few, yeah, a few teams are rolling out retro jumpers. I, oh. I thought retro round already happened, but we're doing it again now. Freed has got
1: one back. Final week fixtures a bit whiffy. Bulldogs um, did
0: Diamond Dogs last week. But I don't know. What.
1: I didn't mind the Diamond I Dogs. I like the Diamond Dogs. And they won with it for the first time in ages. Yeah, I think Jamari Yugo hagan said they were going to wear it every week if they keep winning, but they're not going to wear it again. Do so. it. Never wear the Thor <laughs> one again. Ever. No. Please. Diamond, um, I don't hate the Diamond Dog. I
0: love a tacky jumper. Like, I, I, feel well, like,
1: well, I hear Diamond Dog and I think of Ted Lasso, so oh, I, I like Diamond, a, I Diamond Dog Dave immediately. Belly,
0: so. nah. um, the Hawthorne one I liked as well, the Ansep Cup jumper.
1: Yeah, it was all um,
0: right. I'd like more teams to bring like, their weird jumpers, like not
1: the Thor one. I don't want to see Carl want, wearing want the Carlton
0: wearing m M&M. and I want the Carlton m um, I want the... I prefer the yellow. I want the pure North Melbourne orange jumper.
1: Are going to go Silver Essendon?
0: No. Um,
1: Are we going to go Silver Hawthorne?
0: I want to see it. I want to see that awful... <laughs> Who did Camo? Was that also Hawthorne? Also Hawthorne. They also did the um, the diamond like, old man sweater. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I want to see that come back. Because there's a classic photo of uh, John Platten
1: mm.
0: wearing the diamond one. Awful jumper. <laughs> I'd love it. I... Hawthorne's is a weird one to me. Because I've always thought that yellow and brown was a weird choice of colours. You know, it was voted on by the members of the club
1: to be their colours. I'm
0: like... I... I, I... I don't know who's in the room and that. They, it was
1: black and white back then. I don't know why they didn't just pick green.
0: They could have worn anything. They've gone with brown and yellow. Um it's it's arguably the worst colour combination in the AFL. <laughs> Hold on. We're thinking. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, Port's gone with a little less green teal on the the tri bolt
1: jumper. They're bringing back this week. They've gone a little. It's a
0: little more I blue. Mean,
1: I think. I don't know. I feel like Fremantle should go back to their fucking four. Yeah, colours, I man. prefer
0: the the preo, like the tri color with the white anchor yep. strip to the modern one. It's just it's just boring.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like they want to be seen as a modern Chevron's professional football team. But they have been for twenty fucking years. Port won their
0: only flag in the ugliest jumper I've ever seen. And ever since they won the Chevron, they can't win a final. So. I think they should get rid of the Chevron. did uh, Richmond
1: have to win a final in their yeah, a away, strip. In their away strip? Yeah, Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter.
0: Um, in like The Soccer World Cup's on at the moment, and I think it's a great example of the colours don't matter worth a shit because they get forced to wear the mm. ultimate clash kits. Te- teams are winning in colours their country doesn't even look like being mm. the colours of. I don't, I don't think it matters. and um, We kind of talk about this with the Collingwood, a uh, quote-unquote, a waste It's better this year. It is better this year. The white's gotten a little whiter. But just have a real one. Just have one that's not got all the black on it. it Wait, yeah. What happened to that, you know, like 2002, mostly white and grey with the swoop logo Why don't the they front? just
1: steal the pros and bar, you have all white on the back and then s- a few, three a few black stripes
0: stri- on the front? And that'd be funny,
1: right? Good.
0: Imagine how much like, a, piss have a to do
1: the funniest thing ever.
0: Kosh would come out and have, like, there'd be veins <laughs> sticking out of his bald head. <laughs> He'd be
1: like, this is so woke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. Anyway, um... That is as good a place as any to possibly leave this episode. Uh, as always, you can find us at the Back Pocket AU on everywhere. The, yeah, if you search the Back Pocket podcast, we pop up. I think that's the main one. Um hmm. And then if you want to buy a silly bucket hat about England or a Belcho Spirit. Speaking of Belcho Spirit in the trailer this oh, week. Yeah. For Ruck Round.
1: They didn't do an interview with um, Belcho. They
0: should have. They we, should. we should. We should get brought
1: him out some classics Justin and Simon Madden, Corin Curtain Blair. Where's Belcho? Belcho. Where's Belcher?
0: We should reach out to Belcher. Ask me if he wants to come on
1: the show. Um, <laughs> find us the back at the backpocket.au,
0: buy a Belcher Spirit t-shirt, and we will see you next week. Bye.